experts say that a pitcher is someone who carries a team to victory. I say it's the guy selling cotton candy in the stands. You're doing God's work, Mr. Cotton Candy Man. You keep them kids quiet while I watch the ball game. Strategy in a pitching rotation is important in baseball. It needs to stay consistent and healthy. If it spirals out of control, the team is down for the count. The only time I want to see a spiral is from that sweet spiral of cotton candy only found at a ball game. They say you can find cotton candy at the circus, but buying cotton candy from a bear riding a unicycle is absurd. For one thing, the bear doesn't have pockets to give me change. Change? Change up! Baseball! You know, there's too many types of pitches nowadays. A slider used to mean when you go on a date with your sweet Susie, you'd slide her some sweet cotton candy as you drop her off before curfew. And a splitter was a sex thing. Today, we're going to talk about the 2020 possible pitching rotations in the NL East. This is the Un-American National East Coast Baseball Podcast. Hey, Rob. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I mean, not not great. Um, ugh, shit going around today, right, man? Like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's been a hard going back to work week. You know, it's like uh, you got the coronavirus, the, uh, yep. Yep. the like, you know, one o'clock games you can't watch at work and then like the daylight savings time right now. I know. Uh, I'm just I grumpy. <laughs> I'm just a grumpy grouch. It's such a grouch. Yeah such a grouch how was how you your been? weekend though how's my weekend yeah uh you know again like i said last week i was uh i got uh the uh i was doing uh setting up for uh st patrick's day oh, party yeah. and whatnot. yeah did that happen or is that still too uh, it's happening this weekend but i'm making a corned beef uh, nice. again and the first the first round happened good so that was good did a bit of antiquing and mm-hmm. you know just just kind of chill out watch some baseball finally Phillies finally got a broadcast game. Nice, yeah. It was good. Anyways, how was your weekend? It was good. I saw my uncle, which was cool. It was nice. Had some good dinner and hung out with my my wife and my sister-in-law. And we went antiquing a little bit and went to... Uh, actually, we went to a local ceramic uh, studio. It was very cool. Yeah. Got some good stuff. How about that? Yeah. Nice ceramics. Yeah, it was really nice. Did you make ceramics? No, uh, although it would sound like that that's what I did. No, it's like a local um, ceramic dinnerware uh, company, and they produce everything in in uh, the New York area. Oh. And so we like they had a sale and stuff. It was cool. <laughs> Why? <laughs> 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 uh what are we talking about today man uh well uh the one of the most important things in baseball we're doing like a roundup to this season rob is uh pitching rotations for the nl east oh the pitching who's going to be the starters you know like the you know stuff drops off people sucked last season people got good yeah uh, a whole bunch of new prospects and all that stuff so we're going to talk about who's going to be in the one through five spots and the one who, through five spots in the rotados go yeah who's going <laughs> to out triple a who's gonna who's gonna stay in the bullpen afterwards you know good talk yeah. about it the rotatos as they call it in the league i didn't know they called it that they don't i made it up 
So, who should we begin with? Who is number one in the 2020 spring training standings right now? I'm going to say it's my Phillies. That's the Liberty Bell. That is the Liberty Yep, that's, that's what happens when you ring the bell. Get that's the Liberty Bell. That was totally... Uh, uh, stolen. Anyways, what's going on? We're in no, we the we went and rang the bell and recorded that sound effect ourselves. Broke into we broke the in bell. Nicholas Cage style. Yep, I shaved my receding hairline even more. Yeah, and we got it on by ringing the bell. And I was gonna say, forgot who Nicholas Cage's love romance in that, but Diane Kruger. Uh, yeah, Dan Kruger. Dan Kruger. We kissed. I know every member of the cast of that movie. I know you do. <laughs> it's your favorite movie. You know I'm writing a spec for a third one, right? You, and by spec, they, I mean fan fiction. Wait, what do you mean? Like, they are making a third one? Yeah, but I, I have been working on a spec version of a story for it for the past seven years. That's done a joke. <laughs> I I know I know it's not a joke, but to the people listening, it it, it sounds like a joke. It sounds like though. a joke, but it's actually true, and uh, it's really good. I, honestly, it's probably gonna be better than what they make. Okay, I think maybe at the end of every podcast from now on, you maybe should read I don't know five pages a scene of your fan. Here's the thing: I don't want to give it away yet. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fine. You can <laughs> well, because here's the thing: even if they make National Treasure three, my thing could be National Treasure four. Uh, okay. Okay. I have uh, lofty goals. Anyways, the Phillies. Yes, the Phillies. <laughs> okay, man. So let's talk about this pitching rotato. Okay. So last season, Phillies were in a bit of a pickle with their pitching situation. Mm-hmm. And this season, it's looking it's looking a little better. It's looking really? A little better. Really? Yeah, uh, we got this guy from, you know, uh, what's it, fucking Mets, I think it was? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. I almost yes. forgot about him. Yeah, you almost forgot about him. Yeah, Zach Wheeler. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, a little bit of a, you know, the uh, uh, silver lining, one would say. Some people would be like, I don't know about that, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, so, you know, I think, what is it, like, five-year, $110 million contract, so... 118. 118. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that extra eight. So, yeah, we got a 30-year-old in the bullpen playing at number two, so that's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty okay, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's true. That's a big upgrade. Yeah, and we got, you know, Philly's now got, you know, Jake Arrieta back to good health. So, did they know, did the, did... Did the fans know that Jake Arrieta was not in good health? And, uh, like, when did they know that he was like aside from? Because I remember last year they had he was like, oh, I got bone spurs. But like before that, was there any? Was that the only thing? Or is no, he just I like, would say exactly how we're feeling now is exactly how we were feeling at the beginning of the season. Like he went up to Gabe Kapler and when he threw a fastball pitch, and he like he was recording saying, "He's like, man, I'm feeling it this year, man. This is the year." And then mm. bone spurs happened. So, so is he just losing it, or do you think he's actually going to be better this year? Oh, the ten-year veteran who's thirty-four, who's entering thirty-four years right now. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, 
I think it's a D de- I think it's a good three spot. You know, it's not it's not yeah. the worst. I think he will be better than his four six four ERA, but I don't know if he'll be under three point five. Which on honestly three three and a half is really good. I mean anything under four is really for right. three spots. He might pretty... I feel like he'll hover around four. Yeah, but more importantly, like is he going to pitch more than four innings in a game? Ooh, good Yeah, because he has to go through the bullpen. That's really what's going to screw it up. You're right. Now I'm looking at his innings pitched, 135 in only 24 games. Yeah. how many? What is his average innings per game? Do we know? I guess I can calculate that right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's um, – so he started 31 games. 20. No, oh, he 24 started games. 24, 24 games. games, and then he was just out by the end of the season. Five, five and uh, two-thirds. So, yeah, but it, but yeah. now it's swayed because like the bone spurs thing didn't happen until like August or something like that. So like at the beginning of the season, he was like you know being able to pitch six seven innings, and then towards the end, it turned into four. Like were those good innings? Were those good innings though, or or was he giving up like four runs? I mean, it was about a four ERA, I'd say. Like the intention was to take him out after the fourth, and then put in like a reliever who would go two or three innings. Right, 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 right. So anyways, the two or three spots, Zach Wheeler and Jake Arrieta, but number one, still got Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, yeah. That's that's uh, the ace. He's got, got, got a solid ace. Aaron yeah, Nola. that's a solid ace. A for He's ace. A for Aaron. Yeah. That's why they call it that. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah. it gets a little, a little iffy. Like a little iffy, but not that iffy. Like really? to the outside observer, people would be like, <laughs> yeah. "To the outside observer, it seems really goddamn iffy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to somebody who's following this stuff outside of stats, which sounds like something somebody who you know is in denial, but I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, here's the thing. Zach Eflin, he's going to be the number four, like easy. Uh, he was a little bit inconsistent last year, however. I will say this: We have Bryant Price this season, our new so pitching coach. What's yeah? What's the deal Philly's with new Bryant pitching Price? Coach. What's that? Where's he from? Uh, the Reds, I believe. Oh, okay. And he's coming in. The thing was before that, the Phillies were very focused on analytics mm-hmm. and not about you know just old school baseball, right? And so Bryant Price is now kind of focused more on like. I don't know the game or like mechanics of yeah. it, as opposed yeah, to well, like, oh, your stats them. are here. You got to go here. You got to pitch there to get that stat. Yeah, you got to blend those things. So the thing was is that a lot of the people in this rotation were just they were good, uh, but they were inconsistent. Like Zach Eflin finished games last season. Like he right. had complete games, but then like you he had know, complete games. He had he had I think two complete games. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. And he had, okay. Yeah, it's just he was inconsistent. And I'm curious this season when it comes to everyone talking about Brian Price's new game plan of not pitching uh, up in the zone uh, with, like, fastballs and breaking balls and whatnot. Uh, because as, like, an article came out about uh, with an interview of Brian Price where it's basically if you uh, – the focus of it was against the launch angle swing where if you pitch high, uh, you when someone's trying to hit the launch angle swing – the you know they would swing underneath the ball right. and miss, but if you were off, the uh, ball would come pretty much in the middle of the zone. If you're off, and then 
uh, it would be a dinger and a, a home run. Uh, what Brian Price's plan is, and it's now it seems like it's going to be the new way of doing things across the league. Um, and I, I guess like you're going the way of the dinosaurs if you don't, is now to pitch low in the zone. So that way, if you're accurate, it's low in the zone and um, you like paint in the bottom corners and whatnot. And if you're off, it's not going to be hittable. It'll just go in the dirt. Right, but do you think there'll be more base on balls because of that like do you think pitcher or hitters will kind of just like be like all right well well i think the plan is is that by doing it that way and if you're accurate more like that way you can actually move up the count faster like towards the pitcher's advantage yeah and you can do more of the stuff where you start inside and then you move yeah i mean i get you'll still have to you know change where you're throwing it but Maybe that's like an out pitch or something. I mean, it's one of those things we're talking about where it comes to, you know, command versus control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, if you're off a little bit, especially when you get to the four and five spots where, you know, your command of where, like, you specifically want the ball to go isn't going to be accurate 100% of the time. And right. if your plan is that if this guy is going to throw, you know, his intention to throw, you know, a breaking ball or, you know, a curveball supposed to go like inside or something like that but it ends up going you know right across the plate would you rather go into the dirt or would you go uh, or would you rather it go right in the middle uh, over the plate right right yeah no that's interesting so that this did uh did it sound like brian price was saying that that's what he's gonna teach the philly staff or just did it sound like he was saying that's what he is sensing the league will be doing. No, that's what he started doing to the Phillies uh, pitching rotation and all Paul's pitching rotations. And I think that word has been now going out because I think on top of that, you then have uh, power hitters who are now going, you know what? Uh, I'm trying to pull my swings to the launch angle swing. And um, like that was at its height last season, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the juice balls and whatnot. Yeah. And I think now what a lot of people with a lot of power hitters are trying to do is like, you know what, if it's juice balls and the pitchers are going to start doing that, I might as well just focus on squaring up uh, with the ball, just making sure that it, it hits because it's good. If I can just square up, I don't need to, you know, like throw out my arm, trying right. to, to try to do it. Right. Well, that'll be interesting to see Have they've been doing it during spring training so far. Like, have you noticed yeah. it? Yeah, I've actually noticed it. And in fact, um, people actually call them out when they're up in the zone. What do you like mean? When they're up in the zone out? like that, it's kind of like, uh-oh. Like, they usually call it out. Like, I was going to get down to Ranger Suarez soon. But, yeah, he was p- pitching up a little bit, even though he was looking good. Uh-huh. But if you can, if you have good command and you can go low in the zone, you are what I think is, like, the new generation, even though that generation's like a year, a season or two. Mm-hmm. It's like the new way of how pitchers are going to be. So well, you'll still have to fool the batter, though. Yeah, like you'll fool the batter by, you know, starting inside and then moving moving east-west or west-east. Yeah. And, and as well as, you know, fastball versus breaking ball or right. off speed. Right. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. So Eflin, I didn't know he was that – honestly, I get, I get Eflin and Pavetta confused. So in my oh, mind – Oh, God, no. I'm not, in my I'm mind, Eflin's like really Pavetta. bad, but it's – Oh, he's Pavetta. really bad. He's really – He's really bad. P- 
Pavetta specifically, not F. Nick Pavetta. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just... Again, we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, poo poo on any players, but you know, yeah. I mean. So anyway, so that's Eflin, and then next is. Yeah. So who do you think will be the number five? So number five is where it's interesting because um, it's not Pavetta. Like spoiler alert. This is not Pavetta. <laughs> not Pavetta. Like. Uh, Pavetta was very inconsistent last season, 5.38 ERA. He only started like 13 games where people were like, you know, maybe he's not our guy. Like he averaged like two or three innings until he had to get pulled. Uh, and then Vince Velasquez wasn't that great either. Like, yeah, I, I remember better. Him. I remember him more so. Did, did, did Philly yeah. just like, who did they start the season with last year thinking who their number five was going to be? Okay, let me try to remember. It was Aaron Nola at number one, Jake Ariat number two, Zach Effelant number three, and then uh, Pavetta Velasquez. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's not good. Yeah, so with Zach Wheeler, everybody just moves down right. to where it should be. And then you guys got Vargas last year we got to Vargas. shore things up. <laughs> and he yep. went back to being Vargas. <laughs> he, was, he was good at the beginning of 2019 for the Mets. Yeah. He had like a I, low th- I thought low the threes. cocaine ca- caught up to him. Like I, think, I thought that's what it was. Like <laughs> he was just very sweaty. Like he's been dancing at a dance club for like five hours, and it's just yeah. His he clothes was never fit. It was just drenched. Was hey, just he's still a free agent right now. If the Phillies need some, uh... dude, maybe the Yankees will oh, sign I, him. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think there's a lot more people that need some pitchers right now. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. Yeah, watch him like so, get signed by the Yankees, and then he's like amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I could. What? I could see that. Uh, okay, so All Vince right, Velasquez is is number five, but I think he's going to start number five because mm-hmm. the real kind of like dark horse here is Ranger Suarez right now. Yeah, he, so tell me about him. So he's definitely in the bullpen this season. Uh, he's been showing a lot of potential, though. Uh, he has. Let's see. Yeah, so he's like been. This would be he's completed two MLB years. Uh, he only let's see here. Sorry, uh, yeah, he was played thirty seven games last season uh, from the bullpen. Mm. Pitched. Uh, I gotta get out of the screen. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm in the I'm in the whole. Th- forget. Cut it out. <laughs> okay. So, so Ranger Suarez. So last season. Uh, <laughs> 48 innings pitched, and he had three. Sorry. Uh, Sorry about that. So Nick Pavetta, not even in consideration of this. He is in the bullpen, and I'm assuming until some free agency comes up. uh, Not a free agent, but like a trade comes up for Nick Pavetta, and then the Phillies are probably going to sell him. Uh, Really? People want him? Yeah, I don't know, right? Like He doesn't have a lot of sell. Does he have options? I have, I did not look that up because mm. I don't I don't even want to spend time. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so Ranger Suarez. All right, Ranger Suarez is like the sixth man essentially right now. Uh, you can even debate like he could actually start over Vince Velasquez, but mm-hmm. Ranger Suarez has never started a game, mm. so you don't want to put a guy like that and then put in at the fifth spot and then have Vince Velasquez be in the bullpen. And then see Ranger Suarez suck, and then kind of like go like, ah, you know, let's like switch this around. Y'all fix it up. Like, it, it kind of like screws things up a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna start with Vince Velasquez, and then I think when his ERA gets over five, 
then they're going to start Ranger Suarez in the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Like he's been, uh, he's been very good last season, and he started and he's looking really good with his starts in spring training this season. But last season, forty-eight innings pitched over thirty-seven games, and six wins, one loss, three fourteen ERA. That sounds pretty good to me. Uh, WHIP one point three one five, so it's pretty, you know, it's pretty good for a five spot. I so how think. come he wasn't? Why didn't they put him in the rotation last year? Well, like there was no bullpen last season. Oh, there's also no bullpen. Yeah, right, dude. And also, uh, Ranger Suarez, lefty. Yeah, they should have a lefty in there. In the so I'm just saying, the, like Ranger Suarez might be this, you know, quiet. Like he's a dark horse that, like over time, you might see him start moving up in the in the lineup, the rotation. Yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. So is he like? a prospect recently or or no they just kind of well him. he has he's 24 and this is his third season okay in the so mlb maybe, maybe i just don't remember really hearing, hearing about him that much but it could just be my phillies uh you know but not. i think it's just last last season just the bullpen was so like bad yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. press wise that yeah. there wasn't even talk of oh maybe we should promote somebody up to the to the rotation it's we need to keep people in the bullpen. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Mets kind of... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but... Dude, I'm looking at the fastball speeds of these of this rotation, and... Uh, oh, I guess Pavetta is actually... No. Pavetta and Velasquez are kind of 94. But dude, Zach Wheeler, man, is throws way faster than everybody else in the Phillies rotation. Yeah, 97. That's crazy. I mean, like, it's not crazy to that, that, but it's just funny because coming from the Mets, like Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, all through like ninety-seven, hundred. I mean, Degrom never really got a hundred, but Syndergaard sometimes would throw a hundred. Wheeler would sometimes throw a hundred, but you know, I I don't I I'm starting to get into this now, like with with stats specifically, but yeah, like, I don't want to get too lost forest in the trees looking at the stats like every single baseball nerd ever. I know. Well, also, I mean, fastball speed's not. Well, no, not that, but I was actually wondering, like, your difference between your fastball and your breaking or off-speed pitch, Uh I think, like, the closer it is, is what matters more. Well, it depends on this pitch, so, like... Yeah, like, I'm going to say, like, DeGrom, for instance, like, we'll get that later, like, super fast speed. Like, if it gets, if it's so fast, and you have command of it... Oh, it's It doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to chase that down. Yeah. Well, that's why the is so good. That slider. Well, I'm just saying, like, for instance, like with Zach Wheeler, for instance, he has his uh, 96.8 fastball, Mm -hmm. uh, but his most used off-speed pitch is 91.2, and that's the slider. So, like, that's one of those things where, like, I mean, they probably learned it from the same dude. But, like, it's such a small difference that it could throw people off. Oh, yeah. Whereas opposed that, like, with Aaron Nola, for instance, he has a 93.1 fastball, uh, but his curveball, 79 uh, miles Well, curveballs are always the slowest pitches. Yeah, but if, like, if you're using that the most, yeah, like if I'm a batter, I can, like, I can, can, adjust, I can see yeah. the difference between a 93 mile per yeah. hour fastball and a yeah. 79 mile per hour fastball. Yeah, but if I can, I don't think as a batter I could tell the difference between a ninety six mile per hour fastball and a ninety one ninety one point two slider. Right, right. So right. I'm wondering if like if that's really 
the difference. But I was digging into it, and it is super nerdy. And especially I'm coming from a stack guy. Like, I'm a stack guy myself, background. Like, I know, like, trying to figure out, like, the connection between the deviations of it all and the averages and how, like, this actually might tie up into, like, the range between the two. It ties up with, like, how... Uh, like what types of pitches they're doing, the number of pitches, and when they're using it, and whatnot. It's something to dig into. It's very. Oh, if I figure it out, I feel like I'd, I'm either gonna be, I'm either gonna make a million dollars selling this, or my wife's gonna be like Chris, <laughs> wasted your life. <laughs> Maybe a little both. Dude, this is this. People do do this professionally. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Dude, that, that's pretty good. So, I mean, we didn't talk about Nola that much, but he's well, just I good. Mean, he's an he's like, it's like There's not know, much it's like to say. say. Yeah, he's it's like, he's, he's, he's great. Like, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's solid. He's going to do it. Yeah, 34 games. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so. dude. Um, I I hope you guys get a really good Zach Wheeler. For the Mets, He's he was always he would always have, like, stretches of brilliance. Like, actually the last half of 2018 after the all-star break he was really good like a like a one like a under one and a half era like real like like it was so good down the stretch in 2018 but then other times he'll just give up like six runs and in three innings and you're just like what the hell man <laughs> you know um so he'll 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 have really good games for you but he also might have some clunkers right every now and then but you know that's what that's what happens but that's that was always the thing with him. It's like, okay, what's gonna what's it gonna be? It could be awesome or it could be ooh. But Well we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping to that the Phillies will defy all projections and expectations this season. Cause there's a lot it's not black and white, it's just a big old pile of gray. It's a big park this season. Oh yeah. Well dude, all these teams are so they're so close and like they all have kind of different strengths. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we move on to the next? Let's move on to the number two in the NL East right now. Talking about that's a fish. That's a jam, man. That's a jam. That is a jam. Yeah. All right. Talking about the Marlins. The Marlins right now. Hey. They have a training right now. They have an interesting uh, rotation because it's all these these like young dudes. And Jose Arena. (laughs) Right. And him. He's like a Marlin mainstay. Until next season or later this season. You think they're gonna trade him? Oh, they're totally gonna trade him. But I. We'll see. Yeah, he's not that. He's not that great. I see. Like I don't. He'll have to have a good season to get traded. I think they're going. The thing is, though, is that if you need a five spot and your bullpen isn't worth it, you like the Marlins of what they have right now, they would be willing to let him go. Oh, they're definitely willing to let him go. But of I course, don't know yeah. if anyone would want him. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, okay. yeah, so he's anyways. been around forever though. He's been around for a while. Uh, five seasons. 
okay. Now, l- let me hear how you want to pronounce the last name of this, who we predict to maybe be in the one spot. Okay, so I believe he's an all-star with Sandy Alcantara. I Okay, I think it's Alcantara. But it's T-A-R-A. I know, but I... All I know is I've heard Gary Cohen say Alcantara. I mean, I'm gonna—I'm not gonna lie. When we were talking about the Braves later, I forgot to ask you before we started recording if uh, if it's Max Freed or Max Fried. Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get there. It's <laughs> it's Freed. It's Freed. It's anyways. Freed. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Like people say different stuff. No, all the people time. say it differently. Yeah, I I think it's Alcantara, but you can say Alcantara. I've heard of Alcantara also, but dude, baseball Alcant- names people just Alcantara. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i think that's probably accurate alcon tapas oh dude yeah if sandy alcantara uh, is like um the baseball thing doesn't work out like he's young he probably still makes money he could he could open a uh small plates restaurant called sandy alcon tapas <laughs> oh, i don't know if everybody would want to eat there because like the name like sandy and their food probably like Ugh. oh yeah sandy tapas Maybe Andy Contapas. Andy Contapas. Or they saw Al Contapas. I might cut out this entire Alcantara name talk. No, no, we should leave it. Let's leave it. Really? Yeah, we should leave it. Uh, all right. Yeah, fuck it. So now that we've been talking about Sandy Alcantara, see now I can't stop saying it. Uh, that he okay. So Sandy Alcantara, he's a uh, I believe. Uh, I think he went to the all-star game yeah because because every team is guaranteed one representative oh well then there you go then and it, that's he was like the least bad player he's the least bad he's the yeah. least bad i mean he does have i mean compared to the rest for like the guys that are already on the marlins rotation coming in he's the best of that group right he is a, i mean it's so hard to tell with marlins like win losses numbers because you could do a good game, but the but the but the lineup can't compete. Yeah, like but he did start get... the most games. Yes, he started thirty-two games. It's pretty good. Yeah, he pitched. That's really he, good. I mean, it's one ninety-seven. Like... Any pitch is pretty. That's pretty like yeah, MVP no, he's solid. level. Solid. Yeah. Actually, he threw uh, Maddox, I think, against the Mets, which is uh, when you shut out complete game shutout fewer than uh, hundred pitches. No. Oh. That. yeah it was a pretty sad it was like that was like the nadir of the 2019 mets season it was a it was a pretty sad day because the mets i mean the marlins weren't good you know but then we i think he complete game pitched the mets on 89 pitches mm-hmm. and everyone's like god damn it so yeah congrats to sandy alcantara for that yeah for being the best of what is coming in yeah that's for sandy from coming in from last season into now like that's what's up like okay so here's the thing like there's not a lot of like good things to say here but there's a lot of like good things like it's like it's like hopeful things but not like here we got a lot of we got a lot of talent here it's more like let's see what happens here right like we have the uh pitching coach mel stoudemile jr he was around last year he was around last year he's he's building so our two and three spots um whatever the dice rolls like again it's just beginning of the season uh 
uh, Caleb Smith and Pablo Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will be Caleb. Yeah, he, I mean, he was a yeah. he was he kind of did a lot last season. Yeah, I mean, he was good again. for a stretch, and then he kind of just uh, eh. four point five two ERA. Yeah, know? I think I think he started out stronger though last season. Yeah, it's just like you look at these these players though, and like other than Sandy. That's <laughs> so okay. So we got Sandy. I think Sandy and okay, Caleb it, Smith are are locks. Yeah, because I mean, everyone. It, it's Sandy played thirty two games last season, and then yeah, Caleb he's a lock. Play, played. He's the ace. Twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I don't think every team needs to have an ace. Some teams don't. No. Yeah. Sometimes they're just a good lineup, and then like sometimes it's just a trickle down pattern. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, sometimes it, you don't have that you know amazing player. Yeah. What I'm saying is, after Pablo Lopez, the rest of who it might be has less than 100 innings pitched last season. Right. So that's one of those things where I think after these three, you're not gonna have a so you're not gonna have a like a four and five spot that is like that's the four and five spot. Right. You're basically gonna be like rotating in and out the rotation and have everyone play except anybody who sucks and it's kind of like we're just sending out a triple a so you can get better like for instance like jose urana like i'm wondering like if he would might get option down triple a until they want to sell him off or it maybe everyone else sucks and they'll call him back up yeah that'll be interesting to see well kind of as a continuation of that option thing i was talking about last time right if you've been if you have five years of major league experience you can decline the option and then they have then you're just cut from the team, basically. Or they can reconsider and keep you, but they'll probably cut you. You know, if they want to. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, if they might keep him in the bullpen for a little bit until they know right. they get a feel for the other guys. His thing is, like, next up would be uh, Jordan Yamamoto, who has not put up the best numbers, uh, even spring training right now, as well as last season. Oh, um, he's 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 not doing well in spring training. Not doing that great. Yeah, uh, I think you saw that with the Mets. I think he was pitching against. the oh, Mets. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, Put yeah, up yeah. A lot of runs. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, uh, but you know, he's coming off his first season, so who knows? Again, it's a lot of like, oh, let's see what happens this season, as opposed to like, you know, it's not good. It's like let's see what happens because like you know, a lot of times these guys are a year or two in, and then they're just they're just building right now. Right like again, they they don't have a lot of experience. Like they're less than 100 inning pitch last season on their on their first season. Yeah. So the next thing you have uh, is Alicia Hernandez. Uh, two seasons in, again, not great ERA. Uh, three five win loss, 82 innings pitch. That's what whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, dude, I don't even like. I have, I I know Yamamoto. I know Caleb Smith. I know Alcantara. I don't. And Jose Urania, I know, but I never. Yeah. I feel like I've never heard of Eliezer Hernandez. I mean, he's around again. It's one of those things like he only started 15 games last season and only played 21 total. Mm. So like they were last season, the Marlins were just like rotating right. everybody in and out between the four and five spots and the bullpen. Uh, okay, so then quick to mention Robert Duggar. I don't think he's gonna go far. I think it's just gonna be a. Eh, let's see what happens. Five seven seven ERA and he's not doing good in spring training right now. I think he's going to get off down to minors for uh, it starts um, for the season starts. What I do think is the biggest hopeful thing right now is Nick Niedert right now. Niedert, he doesn't have a lot of MLB when he slides experience. into second base. 
He slides into the when he slides in second base, Chris. Do you know what yeah. he? Yeah, he gets. I already said it. Some dirt on his. He gets knee dirt. Do you want to cut that out? You want to try that yeah. again? No, no, no. I liked how it went. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. All right. So okay. So with Nick Nieder, he doesn't have any. Um, uh, he's like a prospect, basically. He's only played like AAA for like a little bit last. He only played like nine games AAA, but he has. It's one of those things. Like a prospect, it's like the best prospect right now. Maybe he might be thrown in the bullpen at the beginning of the season, and then we'll see what happens. And then like, and then down the line, maybe he'll get a start this season mm-hmm. if everything doesn't work out for the rest of the guys. So we'll see what happens. That's interesting. You know who else is a big prospect for the Marlins pitching staff? Have you heard of Sixto Sanchez? Oh, no. He already got optioned down AAA last week. Oh, really? Maybe he's uh, too young. I mean, he's not ready yet. Yeah. But, dude, JT. The JT trade used to be a filler. He was part of it. He was the piece. He was the main guy. Dude, the freaking Marlins, man, last season – the Mets were talking to them about trading for JT, and they were like, we need Nimmo and Conforto. And then the Mets were like, no. And then no one else wanted it. Like, no one else like wanted to pay that price. And then by the very end of the offseason, the Phillies were like, we'll give you like one pitching prospect. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this will turn out Jordan, Jordan Yamamoto has an has a cutter which is interesting it's kind of rare among starters I feel like at least in the National League East it's rare among starters yeah he also has six different pitches he relies on and to be honest yeah I think with somebody who's putting up only those stats that maybe he should probably cut one of those balls yeah, out dude. and focus on more yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 he's got the cutter the four seams sinker change up slider and uh, curve yeah the curve yeah, and like yeah, they're pretty evenly distributed of what he used, other than they sinker like less than one percent. I I just like maybe just focus on three or four pitches, especially if you're going to the bullpen. Maybe just focus on three. Yeah, that's all right. Does that wrap up the Marlins? I think so. I think it does. I couldn't, remember, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I uh, truncated the beginning or not, but I'm glad I didn't because that was a jam. These songs are jams, man. Mm-hmm. All right, the Mets. You know them. You love them. Talking to you, Chris. I, I'm i indifferent. I'm just, just joking. Just Look, joking. don't bring up what I talked to you about over text when I had a couple of martinis in and like they were doing that MLB mic'd up thing. All right. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> let 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 what happened at one o'clock in the morning just 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 let it go away. Sure, sure, sure. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Are they were they the most affable team during like the most the the mic'd up thing? Like, sure. Did everybody across the country, uh, you know, started uh, you know s- praising out you know Snow Bear and whatnot? Oh yeah, like, maybe Snow Bear. I don't know what is it. Polar bear. Polar bear. Whatever. 
Well, it's the emoji. It's the emoji, Robin. I'm just I'm getting I'm getting learned to this. I'm becoming learned about the whole situation. Thank you. All right. Uh, obviously, the Mets rotation will be headlined by two-time back-to-back. Well, two-time, and those two times are back-to-back. National League Cy Young Award winner Jacob Degrom, newest member of the '99 Club and MLB The Show 2020. <laughs> I had to stop it before it got too loud. Um, DeGrom, what else is there to say? He's the best. You know, people out there think Garrett Cole is better. Garrett Cole had one great year. I mean, Garrett Cole was great last year. Garrett he had- Cole, like if he was that good, he should have screamed at the Astros last season to put him in the end. But he was too oh. chicken. Was oh, too yeah. Chicken. Oh, dude, he was so mad. Like... <laughs> Yeah, he was so chicken. Bad. He didn't want to say anything because he was too scared. Eh, you can't do that. You'll come off looking. The Nationals. The Nationals won. Dude, if the last time a pitcher made a fuss to their manager in the World Series game was Game Five of the 2015 World Series when Matt Harvey was pitching awesome, pitching an awesome game, and he pitched eight innings. Manager was going to take him out after the eighth and Matt Harvey was like you put me in coach I'm going back out there and then he then we lost and that was the end of the series <laughs> okay but knowing what we know now if he did that put up a fuss and then got out there and won given what the news of today do you think that's what people would remember about the world series regarding if we had an oh. alternate timeline if the Astros won dude if the Astros had won the world series this year it would have been a disaster Mm-hmm. They MLB got so lucky that the Nationals beat the Astros. All right. Anyway, Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher. He's in the, the Mike Trout League. of pitching. He's amazing. I mean, he hasn't been around as long as Mike Trout. Um, he actually got started late. He didn't really debut until he was 27, which is pretty late for baseball. But it's bananas. He's awesome. Uh, we talked about earlier his slider. It's incredible. His slider is like almost 93 miles an hour. Um, it's somehow considered an off-speed pitch, even though it's not. I know. I know. Uh, and it apparently he has a good changeup, too. So that's cool. And uh, he threw a – apparently he threw a curveball in spring training to uh, – I think to Cespedes. I forget who. And then they, like, hit it out of the park, and he was like, all right, not throwing that pitch anymore. <laughs> I mean, he'll throw it every now and then, but super rarely. Um, so Degrom, you got Degrom. Cindergard had well, wait, it down. Wait, hang on a sec. Can I actually? Yeah. Make the argument of how actually I think that Degrom is actually in a slump right now. In a slump, like, in spring training? No. What well, no, 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 no. I just meant in general compared. Like, I mean, if you think about it, I'm just saying like Degrom's ERA like nearly like went up like 40 percent last season to his 2018 season. So, oh, dude, 2018 season was no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if you, if I said, like, oh my, like, you know, if I said Aaron Nola's ERA went up 40, percent like, you know, you'd think like that's terrible, that's awful. Like, you know, he said like a four, like ERA, and then so like that's like that's. I think that's bad. I think it's bad if, relatively speaking, you're going from a 1.7 ERA to a 2.43 ERA. People are like, whoa, what is wrong? I think you're making. Uh, I think you're joking. 
Uh, do you really, do you really, do you really want me to uh, engage on that one? I mean, it's up to you. I mean, again, I can defend this based on statistics <laughs> and based okay. on facts and numbers. Well, a one point seven ERA is incredibly low, so you would expect some regression to the mean. Ah, so you're saying he did get worse from 2018 to 2019? Well, yeah, obviously. But that's only because 2018 was exceptionally good. I mean, like, do we really have to start asking this? Like, is DeGrom past his prime? Like, especially with his his miserable 2.43 ERA last season. (sighs) (sighs) That's my... I'm I'm saying his whip whip was under one. And sure, that's good, but again... (sighs) What was it the season before? Even lower. Look, I'm just saying the Mets need to consider this. Like, <laughs> shut up, shut up. I mean, what if he does another forty percent and then shut you know up. now he's at three and then next season he's at he's at four point five. Next thing you know, he's at eight. I'm cutting you off. Noah Syndergaard is going to be in the number two spot. Uh, now, dude, if you want to talk about slumping, this is where we should talk. Noah Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. Dude's ERA was way higher. And uh, he was in that three year. spot last season, right? No, he was two, man. Wheeler was oh, our three. Wheeler was three, and then Wheeler was Syndergaard three. was two? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Syndergaard was two. Dude, Syndergaard, I mean, before DeGrom like, showed everyone that he was the best uh everyone thought that Syndergaard was going to be like the ace of the staff but then DeGrom was like nah I got this I always liked DeGrom personally but uh I, I what I'm saying is I knew from the start that DeGrom was going to be the guy um no but Syndergaard yeah his he, he had a bad year I mean by his standards I mean 4.28 ERA is not great anyways but that's bad by Syndergaard's standards um who normally pitches to like a high two low three uh, was he like consistent with that through 2019 or wasn't like he because the thing is like who in the mets rotation went from as the mets were like very mediocre before the all-star break yeah and then afterwards they were like they turned to like dodger level stats yeah 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 uh was dragon had a bad april and then after that he was uh really really great and then cindergard he was kind of up and down all year like he had that one game where he it was called a true win where he pitched a complete game shutout and scored the only run for the mets which was a solo homer uh so they only won because he didn't allow the other team to score and he put up the only offensive numbers to be seen so well, that's a that. super rare thing that hadn't happened since like the early 80s uh, <laughs> uh so that's really cool but then he also had games where he, he he had a lot of games where he gave up like four runs some five runs and like only pitched like five or six innings six innings would have been fine but i think he had a lot of just like i don't know what it was i think he never really got a super good grip on his slider and if we look at these percentages that you put together chris you can see that he only threw it 15 percent of the time which <laughs> Hey, did I do that? I did do that. I thought you did do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder how much he threw it in previous seasons. Let me see. 
okay, in 2018, he threw his slider. How do I? How do I? Oh, wait. How do I find the percentage? On what? Uh, with that website? How often he threw? Oh, okay. Slider in 2018. Oh, yeah, it has to load up. It takes he second. threw it. Okay, he threw it 21% of the time in 2018 and only 15% of the time in 2019. That's a pretty big difference. Um, so hopefully he'll get his slider back. And actually, in spring training, he's been throwing a lot slower than he normally does. Not his fastball. His fastball is still fast as hell. But his off-speed stuff like, was kind of more like DeGrom's, like low 90s. But now it's really like 88, 89 uh, and he's re- so he's kind of like slowing it down. I think trying to get that command back. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see. It's it's a really like interesting thing to think about when, like when it comes to like pitchers' command of the off speed. Yeah, because you know anybody can throw. Anybody who's in a rotation on any team, whether the best team or the worst team, you're in that rotation because you know you know at least how to throw a fastball over right. the plate. Right. But if you're terrible at your off speed or your breaking ball then and it doesn't go where you need it to go then to a batter if i know it's going to the plate it's a fastball i know when to swing it and if it's looking like it's going to fall off the plate then i know that it's a breaking ball right yeah no it's it's interesting um the okay i think the three spot is marcus stroman's locked up that's that's good i mean i, I don't know I, I unless he falters a lot but He's he's a pretty consistent pitcher, uh, kind of like a mid three guy. Uh, so I think the three spot. I think when Brody signed him, he considered him. I think he th- saw the writing on the wall and was like, "Wheeler's going to be gone. I need a guy to replace Wheeler." So Marcus Stroman is going to be the number three uh, for the Mets, unless things go awry. But the real curiosity is the four and five spots because the yep. Mets. So they have Steven Matz, who is like our who is our traditional fourth starter. Um has been since two thousand fifteen or sixteen. Um and has been pretty pretty good. I mean, he's not great, but he's like a solid four starter, like a yeah, low fours I, like, ERA. Matz is definitely in the four. Yeah. If not yeah, five no, spot. Just because if he's put in over you know, if he's put in at that, you know, mid four ERA, yeah. He is a lefty. Like yeah, like if you're in a rotation, a lot of completely righties. As long as you're like around the four, is like you're pretty much guaranteed a spot. Like yeah, a four or five spot. Yeah, like he's really he he's good. I mean, if he was like your number two, then it's like all right, you you're in trouble. But yeah, uh, you're in trouble. yeah. But no, he's a really good number four. But the Mets signed two more starting pitchers in Rick Porcello and Michael Waka, and allegedly promise both of them starting rotation spots <laughs> <laughs> allegedly um although michael waka has a really 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 weird contract where he's like guaranteed three million and then for every like after like after 10 starts he starts getting like an extra million per start or something like that or or an extra like 250k 250k something weird like that and then if he doesn't start for every like inning that he pitches from the bullpen or every like five innings, he gets like another 500 K it's something super, super bizarre. So like, I don't know. My theory is that there's flexibility there and I I don't know. I mean, I think it would be really foolish. Okay. I guess I I should backtrack. I think Rick Porcello is going to be the five 
Yeah, five no, I was oh. gonna say that because if his because like if his he's it's the exact same situation with the Phillies. Yeah, like what yeah. they're gonna do is they're gonna put Rick Porcello in, probably in the five spot. You know, I mean he he was he was the weakest of the rotation last season. Yeah, but you don't want to jerk him around because Michael Walker's numbers like they're not all they're not fantastic or great. They're like you're competing for a five spot. Like right. you're, you're just you're like it's like a C plus essentially. It's like you're we need someone in there like and you're the best of the bullpen right now yeah so it's gonna be one of those things where you you, you want to see what porcel is doing and if he's still over that five era and you know that michael walk is in there and he can put out numbers less than that then you're gonna see then like once porcel's putting up stats and then you're gonna switch then you're gonna switch it yeah to me porcello is like vargas with much higher upside like He's kind of durable. He'll just pitch innings for you. He doesn't really get injured. He'll be around. But he's going to give up some runs, probably. But he did have that a couple great years. So, I don't know. He could be really good. But we'll see. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for him to be better than he was last year. Um, but, but, you know, he'll still be giving up some runs. But uh, he does pitch like a lot of innings every year and he's been doing it for like 11 years so well also like the big you know question mark in this much like the phillies is that don't you have a new pitching coach we do also have a new pitching coach he's young Jerry, he's super Jeremy young hefner right jeremy hefner yeah he's super young he's like i guess he's older than these players but not much in fact he used to be a met yeah. uh recently like in 2013 or something so 14. you never know with like all like new blood coming in as like yeah. the lead pitching coach, yeah. Like he might tr- try to start something up new that like with these. I don't think he. I mean, it's not like he's gonna go to Degrom and be like, "Oh, you need to start doing this now." Like, but he's gonna go up to these four and five spots in the bullpen to be like, "Hey, I want you to start, you know, doing this." Yeah. Especially if like he's doing this balance of like analytical and old school baseball stuff, where it's like, you know, I'm gonna look at these stats, but I'm gonna slowly tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So, my prediction is that honestly, I don't really know cuz the Mets are a little wacky, but they did put Steven Matz in the bullpen for a couple innings last year. I don't really know why to be totally honest, but they just did it around the All-Star break. Um it's a little weird, but they did it and he was fine, but he's a decent starter. I think they should start him. I think Michael Walker should start in the pen. Because also, like, someone's going to get injured. This is, this is like, the most starting pitching depth the Mets have had in a long time. Last year, we had all these starts by a dude named Wilmer Font, who was bad for us. But then, And then we, like, dropped him. We, like, signed him off waivers or something. And then he was not great. And then we dropped him. And then I think the Blue Jays signed him. And he was pretty good. And it's like, God damn it. Well, um, I mean, we are talking about Rick Porcello, who's coming into his 12th year. You know, he's 31. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's... Like I, if I think that like the Braves, no, not Braves, the Mets, like on paper with Degrom seem like the strongest pitching, but when you start looking at three, four, five spots, kind of like I don't know, like it could get to that iffy situation where like Degrom's gonna be like amazing, can give you all these W's, and Syndergaard's also like it's a question mark, but then when you come to Stroman, Porcello, Matt and Waka. It's like, are they just gonna pretty much split their wins and losses this season? Right. Well, the Mets famously don't win a lot of Degrom starts. 
<laughs> I mean, his win-loss record last year was 11-8, and eight, and it's like, dude. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, they had so many blown games. They had, he, he would, like, pitch seven innings of, like, one or two runs, and the Mets would still, like, lose those games. And it's like, guys. It was a bullpen, yeah. 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 Or they just wouldn't score runs or something like that, you know? Right. Like Sandy Alcantara would, you know, pitch yeah, Maddox against them. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, dude. The Mets have a really, really good rotation. Like, if they, if they, like, basically, like, it's the same thing with the Mets <laughs> all around. But, like, if they can live up to their, to their potential, it could be really, really good rotation. Um, so it's exciting. We'll see. I think, I think this, this, like, extra person will work itself out. I think Stephen Matz or Michael Walker will be in and out of the bullpen. Um, Basically, if they are, if like one of them is in the bullpen, that kind of means things are going well because that will mean that like someone else isn't injured. So, so that's cool. But I'm kind of glad we're not like because we had a lot of like random starters last year and they were just never good. And I'm so I'm, I really hope we don't have to to uh, watch through that again. But yeah, the Mets. Well, how about that? The Mets. Should we move on? We're gonna move on. The Braves. The Braves. Yeah. I don't think we're allowed to use that song, but I don't think we're allowed. To, but you know, I'd rather take the copyright infringement than to uh, for two white guys to do the tomahawk chop. Oh yes, no, no tomahawk chop on this show. Yeah, no tomahawk chop on this show. We just, we uh, just alienated the entire Braves audience, but they need to come to terms with this. They need to come to terms with it. Come on, guys, it's. Not even that good. It's no this. Just kidding. That's the very not often heard 1984 version of that song. Yeah. All right. The Braves. Braves have sneaky good pitching, at least in their top one. (laughs) I think their top two are pretty good. Okay. Well, so we got Mike Soroka. Dude was really, really good. He's gonna compete for the Cy Young Award this year. Yeah, I mean he did last year. Yeah, he he was he was a contender. I mean, it was kind of like down to the at the end. It was like down to Degrom and Ryu from the Dodgers. But then mm-hmm. Ryu kind of I don't know what happened. He he like blew a bunch of games. Um, so Wait, then who he won was kind of Young. Was it Verlander? Yeah, Verlander. But that was like he. Honestly, it should have been Cole. I mean, their stats were basically the same, and Cole's were just a little better all around. Right. It was kind of weird, but... Well, um, anyway, Soroka's really good. I mean, he's super young. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he can maintain this level of of play, I mean, that's awesome for the Braves. Yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty good. I will say, though, that the Braves, though, they may... I, I have... I, I don't have I mean, I'm I don't think the pitching is that strong across the board for the Braves this season. No, I but think I think I think it's I think it's I think it's in a similar situation to well, it has less like proven guys than like Philly. Like so Philly has like Wheeler and Arietta and like you know a lot about them, but like yeah, Max Fried like, and Fulton Evich 
you but don't like what was supposed to happen was they're supposed to get their Arietta this season. Irony that came from the Cubs as well. Cole Hamels. Right. Now he's out till earliest May. Yeah. And he was supposed to be your two guy or three guy, I think. Yeah. Uh Max Free was supposed to be in the two spot. And then Cole Hamels was supposed to be in the three spot. And then that was gonna be like your solid, like, you know, your, your wall. Top three, yeah. Yeah, to get all those W's. Uh and then Cole Hamels got injured. So now everyone who was gonna be in like the four and five spot have now moved up. And now they're kinda like, eh, shit, we don't have a backup. Yeah. Well that's that was the Braves I mean, honestly, like that that was that's their thing. It's they have a really good lineup of hitters. And then the pitching was uh question mark kind of. But they kind of rose to the occasion last year. Yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot they signed Cole Hamels. Um yeah, if he didn't injure himself, that would have been they would have been they would have been pretty that, scary. That, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I think Max Fried will will have a probably have another good year. Um and then Fultonevich, I don't know. Uh you know, Braves fans probably know better than I, but and I don't know, I'm not I'm not sold on him yet. I don't know. But I will say, Chris, I sent this to you earlier. I have I have a fond memory of Mike Fultonevich. Yes, you did. Because uh, I believe uh, y- your boy uh, broke a little record last season, right? That is true. So uh, I think like Pete had to like hit one more home run to break the rookie home run record, and I think he he like took him a few games. It was like he did fifty. He like did fifty one. I was like, yeah. And then he did fifty two. And I was like, yeah, you tied it. And then it's like, gosh, is he gonna hit fifty three? And I think they were playing the Braves to end the season. I think it was the second to last game of the year. Or maybe the third to last game, and yeah, Mike Fultonevich gave him gave gave it up, last home run, uh, for Pete. And thank you for thank you, Mike Fultonevich for that uh, gift. Wait, do I have that right then? The so Max Free though, like not that, we'll get back to Fultonevich. No, Fultonevich in a sec, but like, how does? Is is Mike Max Fried's stats skewed because of how good the offense is? Because he has a four ERA, but his win loss is seventeen six. Yes, yeah, that's why the win loss is stupid. Because, like I said, like Degrom was like eleven and eight with you know two two four three, but Max Fried is like four seventeen and six. So the win loss record is is dumb. It is dumb. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it, dumb. It, it's more like just you really want to focus on like ERA and innings pitched and your yeah, whip. No. Like I would think is yeah, like the whip the most yeah. important stat here. Yeah, there's also FIP, field independent pitching. Yeah, isn't that where like, like here's what should have happened? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Degrom probably has a lower. No, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but. But yeah, he he had he had the benefit of good offense support, Max Fried. I also want to say Max Fried. This is I wrote this. I only wrote two notes for this show. I wrote Fultonevich, Alonzo, fifty three, and then my second note that I wrote is Max Fried looks like the Flash. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he Are you does. Talking about CW Flash. The CW Flash. Yeah. CW Flash. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash, yeah. Yeah. So uh, everyone out there, Google uh, Max Fried. And find a photo of him, preferably not with uh, a hat. Get a photo of him without his hat or helmet on. 
and then Google a photo of the Flash, not in his Flash costume. Not, not with a mask on. Not with a mask on. So it's just, or you could just Google the actor. The actor, yeah, Grant Gustin. You could Google Grant Gustin. But there you go. I, I like to think of him as the Flash. Here you go. I love the Flash. I mean, we should start a Flash podcast. Do you watch the Flash, Chris? I, I don't follow that because I, I, I tried to, and I was like, I'm out. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, season one was really good. Season two was very bad. But uh, if you just stick through it, it's it's a very it's a very sweet little show. Well, how about that? Well, hey, talk about with the Flash. Max Fried's fastball uh, was 93.8 <laughs> miles per hour. Oh, it's so slow compared to the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Cole Hamels, he's, he's a question mark. Uh, all right. Then these... So, all right, so we got Mike Soroka, Max Fried, Mike Fultonevich, the three M's. Yeah, those there. Okay, so. 3M. Did you know they founded that company 3M? That, that's a dumb joke. That's, oh, man. Here, that, let me try it again. You're not again. allowed to cut that out. You're not allowed to cut that out. Did you know, I'm not going to, did you know that they founded the, the company 3M? <laughs> wow. What a hit. That's a hit, dude. Thanks. Okay. Um, so four and five. So okay, definitely Sean Newcomb is your four. Yeah, dude, he was almost a bullpen. I mean, he was a bullpen guy last year. I mean, he well, he was like, getting kicked around. Yeah, in and out, in and out of the bullpen. Yeah, like he's a good. He's a whip of one point three one seven. That's pretty freaking good for a four spot. Yeah, no, he should be in. He should be in. Um, uh, he just for the five spot, dude. He only played, si- kinda... he only had sixty-eight inning. Well, he only played sixty-eight innings pitch. Yeah. Okay. Well, so now put the five the spot, which is like you know, it doesn't need. It's because they don't have any depth. They're like, well, we got these guys. Dude, Felix uh, Hernandez, man, wouldn't that be fun? Dude, yeah, they, 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 King he, Felix. Wait, they picked up Felix Hernandez, right? Yeah, or, he was like, you know, the Mariners. Beloved. It was the he Mariners, was beloved right? in the Mariners. Yeah, he was like pitched. He pitched for them for he his pitched entire, entire career. Yeah, fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And he was amazing. He won uh, a Cy Young and was in the top voting for many years. I mean, he was really good. And then he kind of fell off. Yeah, it's like years. if you if the Phillies picked up uh, Jake Arrieta now after last season. Yeah, it's like if the Mets picked up Rick Porcello now after last season. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh I don't think Rick was ever as as good as as Felix. Yeah. For it. So yeah, but it, over his career, you know, like just for I mean, like he, I mean, like he was basically on the out with the Mariners last season. He only played seventy one innings, and he's pitched. Yeah. Uh, he's a starter for it though, but ERA six point four. Yeah, dude. We'll talk a win and loss record, man. One and eight. Ooh. Yeah, and like over his career, he has an average year at three point four. So like, yeah, no, he just he kind of lost it. I don't know. I'm I'm rooting for, and apparently he's having a good spring. I'm kind of rooting for the for the Felix comeback on the Braves, even I mean, though he's that going to be on it till at least through May until Cole comes back. But it's no way it's Kyle Wright. Like Kyle Wright is either he's gonna, he's going to be in or the, option. He's going to be in AAA. Yeah, he'll be yeah, in AAA. He definitely yeah. get option down. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Cool man, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm kind of, I'm, I'm. Well, they, they could be like an Anibal Sanchez thing. Yeah, on the Nationals. So speaking well, of, yeah, let's move to that. Speaking of the Nationals, 
ladies and gentlemen, your world champions, the Washington Nationals. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, definitely on paper, the Washington Nationals are the strongest pitching pitching rotation yeah like hands down on its face strongest pitching rotation in a bubble yeah yeah they are the best like there's no getting around that they are the best yeah but they're old right right and it's hard to stay healthy when you're Strasburg is not that old no but he's been around for a long time it's your one and four spot that's like yeah that happens they both go like uh oh Right. So start at the top with, uh, you know, the if it wasn't for DeGrom, I would also say like the best. But DeGrom didn't win a World Series last year. That's true. No, I mean, Scherzer almost – I mean, Scherzer was in contention for the Cy yeah. Young Award last year also, but then he injured his back or whatever it is, his ailments. Yeah, he only, he, pit, he only played 27 – he only started 27 games last season. Yeah, which is still a lot, but for him, that's, that's – uh, that's not great. And uh, no, he, 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 dude, I feel a little bad. I don't know. I, he seems to be, I think his age is catching up, man. I don't know. Or just his, the wear and tear. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know how it is. Like, it's just that last, if you're like, if you're like a goat, yeah. Like, you usually play till 39. Yeah. And then those last four years, you're just constantly focused on staying healthy. Yeah. And he plays so intensely, man. I mean, he's so, <laughs> he's so intense to watch. But, I mean, when he's when he's good, he's really, really, really good. I mean, it's I mean, like he's thirty five now, and then twelfth, you know, twelfth season. His WHIP is still one point zero two seven. Yeah, no, he's that's like that's, that's insane. Yeah, that's amazing. And then MVP of the twenty nineteen World Series, Steven Strasburg. He would be a one, like a like a like a you know one spot on any yeah. other team. Yeah, and if anything happens to Scherzer, Except like, the there's no, there's no like, you know, oh yeah, with Mets, but like, <laughs> if you know, if Scherz, if anything was ever happening to Scherzberg, there's a backup one right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's a deep rotation. Patrick Corbin, I mean, mm-hmm. he's on the team for a long time too. I think he has like a six or seven year contract or something like that. Yeah, um, he's there and he's a solid three right now. Yeah, no, he, and he's. I mean, he's really good. I mean, three point two ERA. That's for a lefty. One point. I mean, you still really... like just under a one point two WHIP. Like that's pretty good for a three spot. Yeah. Like that's a solid three spot. Like if Max Scherzer played thirty two games this season, this the Nationals. I mean, and if he was I'm, Max Scherzer, I mean, we, there's still the lineup. There's still the lineup against the rotation. So. Right. But it's definitely if there is a game, if there is a series. Then you want to watch your team play against the Nationals. It is not going to be a home run derby for your team, right? Exactly. Like it is going to be a low scoring game. So, and then the four spot. This might be the only team. Well, I, I, yeah, this might be the only team with like an unquestionable like this is going to be your fourth starter. Yeah, is Anibal Sanchez, uh, who, like I said, is kind of like Felix Hernandez, and he, he had a couple of really bad years in the mid two thousand tens. And then he came back, man, and I was kind of like, not happy about it because I was like, "What? They have a good fourth starter? God damn it!" Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but dude, he was he was really good. He was really good in the playoffs. Uh, solid. I mean, real. I mean, if that's your fourth starter, like, nice. That's really good. But their five spot is a it's a question mark. That's a major major question mark. And that's when it comes up, like if Max Scherzer gets injured. Yeah. And you got a little bit of a problem, like in that really solid pitching rotation kind of goes from like a oh, I gotta go up against that too. Like right. well, I can probably you know, I can probably easily get two wins out of this series. Right. So their fifth spot, Joe Ross, Austin Voth, Eric Fetty. Austin uh, Voth. Was he in the bullpen last year? Only forty three innings pitched. Oh no, he started some games he last start- year. Oh, he yeah, started. but that was that those numbers don't add up. Uh, he started eight innings, forty-three point two innings pitched, and he started eight games. Uh, that that's that's not bad. Is that right? I don't think so. Is it? Oh, Wait, it's like five eight and a times third. five. Yeah, that's five and a third. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, low ERA, but also didn't wait, go deep. What? His WHIP is one point zero five. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe he's okay. Maybe he's what, okay. what games did he start? Like when did he? Like I wonder why they. Like, oh, why wait, did they you go with Joe Ross so much? No, it's because uh, probably when Max Scherzer was injured last season, and they oh, had to start yeah, me... you know moving people up and whatnot because Scherzer only started twenty. Oh no, you're games. totally right. Yeah, you're totally right. He played in uh, the end of June, beginning of July, and then in September. Yeah, so this could yeah. be one of those situations where the Nationals are already setting up for somebody to get injured this season yeah he played he played against the mets last year september 2nd gave up let's see he only pitched two innings so maybe he was kind of like a maybe he was kind of like a start like a opener no i don't know why i don't know why they took him out after after uh well the thing is when max should come back like it's one of those situations again Oh, no, so this is Joe Ross. Oh, no, okay. Austin Voth came out of the bullpen in that game and finished the game, or pitched a bunch in the later innings. Okay, my bad. Yeah, so he must have been, like, in AAA or something. Like, yeah. No, he's three years. That's oh, weird. wow. Joe Ross got yeah. rocked that game. That was a good game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they I probably should. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, I think the five spot is Eric Fetty, just because the history that he has yeah in the rotation already and then yeah, yeah 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 it's it's still gonna be him like he's still consistent to be yeah. that five spot it's when the guys get injured of either annabelle sanchez or max scherzer and if they have to go then you can bring up pretty much everyone gets pretty much promoted from down up and then austin voth comes down in uh to the fifth spot yeah austin voth is a cool name it is a cool name. Voth. I still don't think it's as cool as Eric Fetty, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, Eric Fetty's cool too. Yeah. Fetty. Austin Voth. It sounds like a like a musician, like a singer or something. I don't know. Bono it seems Vox. like it could go either way. Like it could either be death metal or yeah. easy listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Austin Voth. They're like, hey, it's Austin it's Voth. Austin Voth. Yeah. To, this is NPR. <sighs> yeah, like that is that sound is how you say Voth. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. Nice. Yeah, dude, the Nats. Well, we did it. We'll see. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. 
I didn't really mean for that clip to go the whole way, <laughs> the whole length. But, dude, man, all right. Well, um, that's the pitching rotations for the National League East in 2020. It's scary. It's a bunch of question marks. There's there's some depth on some. There's some there's some not depth on others. Yeah. So but we'll see what happens. It'll work itself out. Cool. Right. Um, what do you got planned for the weekend, Chris? Well, I got that uh, actual party for the. Oh uh, yeah, the actual party. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that for the St. Patty's Day. Uh, we said that regardless of the coronavirus, we will. Uh, it will go on because we think that uh, if you get it and you die, it's God's plan. No, but dude, uh, if they get it, they could give it to you. Uh, oh, then it, if you die, it's God's plan. I, it's I God's plan. Yeah, it's God's gotcha. plan. So I'm trying to say, it, you know. Gotcha. Um, well, what am I doing? Yeah, but it's just that. But I mean, like you know, and other stuff like uh, I'm hanging around the house, clean, go antiquing, all that stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you gonna be doing this weekend? Uh, it's Mary's grandfather's 96th birthday. Yeah. So. As, we, as we talked about before, you're gonna have a bubble boy party for your, uh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. We are deciding what to do. So, um. We might take him uh, when we go antiquing, but we probably shouldn't. So, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you know what it could be? It, you could have a Lysol theme party. Oh, yeah. He would love that. Yeah. He would love that. Yeah. It needs to be all the same flavor, though. Like, yes. It needs to be all pine salt. I mean, not yeah. all pine fresh and not. Yeah, you can't mix. You can't do, you no can't do lemon and lavender. No Lysol cocktails. No. Yeah. No, no, no. no. All right, man. Well, next week on the show, I don't know if we've chosen a topic yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's baseball. There's baseball, baby. This, uh, I, I would say, like the only thing that we shouldn't do is for some fucking reason we decided to talk about the Astros because we're that bored. Yeah, let's not do that. No, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not do that. Let's just talk about fun stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about fun stuff. Talk about cool. baseball. Talk about baseball. Talk about maybe, maybe if you know. What's going on in the world right now? That uh, maybe March twenty sixth. Oh yeah, I hope it starts. I hope it starts on March twenty sixth. <laughs> we'll hope it starts. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right, bro. We'll see you guys next week. Take see us out. Yeah.